see, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I'm here once again with my good friends, Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki. That's me. I am here with Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. That's my best friend. <laughs> yes, it is. Welcome back to the show, both of you. Uh, before we get into it, we have Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, I believe we'll have another episode coming soon. We have a couple of unsanctions out there, WWE uh, production assistant Ryan Ravel, and the bad boy of Singapore Pro Wrestling, Velvet Thunder. Uh, if you like the show, I've said this the last few weeks, please subscribe. If you love the show, or even if you like us a little bit, please give us your five-star reviews, a huge help. We really appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, we had the SmackDown exclusive Battleground pay-per-view. Uh, we all were in attendance, as was C. Kane Joe Rodermill, as was Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, as was Preptagon Jr., uh, Josh Prepaguina, as was Godfather of the Podcast Joe Lafferty. Can't forget him. The Matt Madness family was very much represented at Battleground. Repping the same nation. <clears throat> uh, very much so. Um... <laughs> Swear jar in hand. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm going to get my Ronnie versus the world out of the way. It's before, not Before the rating system. It's, yeah, it's, it's not what people think. I, I, I hope I'm not you disappointed. Don't say it. No, I'm just going to say That's it right exciting. now. I'm, I hope nobody's going to be disappointed because I think a lot of people have an idea of what they think I'm going to say. It's probably not it. Uh, this day, for me, was not really about the pay-per-view. We took Eric's son, Troy, as a surprise for his eighth birthday. Made a whole day of it. Uh, really, the only thing I cared about that day was make Troy be the happiest he could possibly be. So for me, that that's what this show is about. Hanging out with Troy, watching him mark out for everything. I got to watch the show like a kid for the first time in a long time. I had a blast. No, You're not really going to get much of a... Uh, critical take for me this week because I did not watch the show that way and I don't have those feelings coming out of it and I'm kind of glad I think I'm a lot less angry than a lot of other people are with that pay-per-view what I will say though is there were a lot of people I know in that building that were complaining about how bad it was then on the way out they're in a line wrapped around the Wells Fargo Center buying Royal Rumble tickets (laughs) So how long have I said, if you hate it that much, if WWE sucks, if creative sucks, if Road Dogg needs to get fired... Whoa, we love Road Dogg. Uh, have a listen to the yeah, show. Yeah, stop buying tickets, cancel your network. If you're giving them your money, you're telling them what they're doing is okay. So for me, like I said, you're not going to get too much, of a, uh, too much of a critical breakdown from this thing for me. I had fun. I had a blast. Uh, I wish I could enjoy more shows as much as I did on Sunday. Uh, so that that's Ronnie versus the world. Like, I had a fun time. That that's really it. Uh, so, Ayla, would you like to break down the rating system for our listeners? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls on middle, it's a slobber knocker. It's a fantastic show. It's a showstopper. So, who would like to start first, Eck? I'll take the reins with this. Um, I'm gonna give it a um, the slobber knocker. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I think in retrospect, I mean, similar to you, obviously, you know, going with my son, I. 
I enjoyed the show. I tried not to dwell on um, predictions or spoilers. I wanted him to view it how we viewed it when we were eight years old mm-hmm. and go for the ride. Uh, I went for the ride for the majority of it, unless I was buying a ten dollar soda or something like that. Um, <laughs> Hard to go for the ride on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ride you got to take either way. Um, in retrospect, you know I have a few nitpicks with the show. Um, there were things I was pleasantly surprised with. There were outcomes that didn't happen the way I predicted. And um, the main event, which I thought was going to be a complete flop, I'm going to be in the minority with not just the panel, but probably the majority of fans, where I didn't hate it, uh, I didn't see the ending happening the way it did, and if you surprise me, I, I don't care what it is, if you, if, if, if <laughs> doesn't you matter what the surprise is, you got my interest, <laughs> because when I had a seven year hiatus from watching WWE, and I start watching it, you know, I give me three months to learn who these people are, and then it's like a year later, I'm like, damn, they haven't stumped me once. <laughs> And then, so now, fast forward another, you know, six years after that, you know, if you you can swerve me any time, or there's someone come out that I'm not expecting, whether it be on a Sunday or a Tuesday, I'm I, I'm buying into that. Mm-hmm. I like it, so I'm definitely going to give it a, a slobber knocker. Um, it was a good show. Halo. <laughs> it's like Ron said in his Ronnie versus the world. It was about the baby. You know, Matt Lass loves the babies. <laughs> It was all we about, love the kids. It was all about Troy and and little Joey, mm-hmm. who was in Tenants, who I guess yes, the godson of the man. The godson. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have moved up to um, the seats up because those seats didn't sell. So I, I got to like watch Laugh with his son, mm-hmm. and Laugh was loving every second of it. Yeah. And Laugh's already corrected his son because he asked his son. No, his son asked him, what's true says finisher move again? And mm-hmm. Laz said the camel clutch. And his son said, the, no, it's the accolade. And Laz like, no, it's the camel clutch. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was hysterical. Just watching father's son yeah. watch wrestling is like the greatest thing, especially when you know them personally. But um, this show's getting a low slobber knocker. It, I did not like this at all. I, we got teased with a great opener with the New Day and the Usos. So like, okay, this this may actually be really fun. I know. Underwoman cards usually deliver at most times, mm-hmm. but this was, it was so bad. And like the crowd, it was so dead. Yeah, it, yeah very. It bad. was, it was like a lifeless building. Like we know they dropped ticket prices a week or so before the show, to just to sell for the event. But you could tell it was just like, hey, you want to go watch wrestling tonight? It wasn't <laughs> like people that actually wanted to be yeah. there. Yeah. It it was dead. I've never seen Kevin Owens, AJ Styles get such a low a low ovation out the crowd. It was. Bad. I like the surprise factor at the end with mm-hmm. the um, prison match, but other than that, that's all you were waiting for. You were waiting for that match to be over because it was so bad. And don't ever see a prison <laughs> match in person because you can't see a thing. It, it, it well, was, not just that; they also, you know, raise up. They the raise the, tr- watch. the screen so you can't hardly see it. it. It was just a bizarre night. The Owens AJ finish that was botched. We, we'll probably get into that mm-hmm. in a minute, but it was. That was probably the worst show of the year by WWE. <laughs> to, for me, the only thing that the only thing that competes with that is fast lane. The best pro that's only really because of Bill for you. Yeah. <laughs> for me, this is probably the worst show they put on this year. <laughs> um, so a quote that Dusty Rhodes uses, I know he was using it a lot at, at NXT at the Performance Center. I believe it's a quote he got from poet Maya Angelou. 
that it was like people won't remember what you did. People will remember how they how they how you made them feel. So I may lose all credibility here. I'm going to Showstopper because I had a blast. <laughs> My man. My man. Per the well, babies. Yeah, I really had so much fun. I'm, I'm not going to complain much. And not that I have no complaints, but I really had such a fun day and a fun night. Eric, I told you that night, like, I'm on a high tonight that you can't get from drugs or alcohol. <laughs> so to me, that me means and you a lot. both said that was, that was the most fun we had all year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe my most fun day of 2017 so far. So, I mean, you guys know because we've been at at least together five wrestling events, Mm -hmm. if not upwards of ten. Upwards of ten in Mm -hmm. the last two years. Um, I say it after every time, whether it be a house show, a a Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view, whatever it is. Excuse me, uh, NXT show. I always say I'm biased to... To the show because I was there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew as walking out of there, I I was pleased by it. Um, I I don't always have a good memory with the full year and say like, especially because now WWE doesn't put out twelve shows. We're getting almost like eighteen, nineteen, shows. eighteen to twenty or something. I mean, I don't want to. I can't tell you all of them. I, I would definitely say, like, I, I got a couple, like, I can't remember Elimination Chamber being great. There, There's other shows that I don't, I'm not going to just throw names out on which one I think. But, again, being there live, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, the, I thought the in-ring work for the majority of the matches w- wasn't terrible. You know, the nitpicks, I guess, we'll get to when we, we break mm-hmm. down the show. But, you know, I, I can't say too much bad about it. Yeah, uh, showstopper. That's the second time. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I don't. As Alo said, what was the phrase? I don't sling those things around. <laughs> you don't sling those things around. <laughs> uh, WWE Championship match. We mentioned the Punjabi Prison match. Great Kali shows up out of the blue. Alo, you you mentioned afterwards that Jinder had said sometime in the last couple weeks that that was his idol, one of his idols or whatever. Mm. I really hadn't put that together. I forgot. I've been saying for a month, I don't really listen to his promo anymore because it's always the same. Now, did he say that on TV? <laughs> he said he on did. an episode of SmackDown where he brought, he said, the creator of, uh, my idol, the creator, um, the great Kali, the creator of the Punjabi prison. He did mention his name. So it made, it made sense to me right away because, well, I wasn't watching back when Jinder Mahal was uh, great Kali's mm-hmm. lackey, but I have listened to his po- uh, a podcast he did where he mentioned when WWE released him, they were main eventing shows in India, yeah. you know, in other promotions. Those two were pretty much, you know, they were the draw. Right. So knowing that and hearing him talk about that, it made sense right away. Um, I want to chime in real quick and also just say, being there live and our reaction, something I love about the whole surprise factor. Obviously, when Greg Holly was last seen on WWE, I don't know if it was two years ago, a little more, a little less. But he had his own song, which was different than Jinder's theme music. Mm-hmm. He had his own Titantron. So the way they did it, I thought it was so good, especially for us when it was such a dead crowd. That was the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> and, and, and that's a lot of people are going to hate saying that or hearing that because I know I wasn't a, a Kali fan. I, I didn't know him when he was relevant, whether I don't know if that was for two months or six months. But... The fact that they got Jinder Mahal's theme music playing, they got the Titantron, and then all of a sudden you're looking everywhere. You start hearing a little bit of roars through the crowd, and then you look over and you see this humongous figure walking down. Mm -hmm. And obviously you you know who he is. 
So, I mean, that right there, that got me. I remember, I mean, what would the match go? 20 minutes? 27 minutes. So, that was a long match. I, you know, we all say on here, you know, mixed emotions for Orin. I knew going right into it because I, I thought the match was going to be short. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it would go 12 to 14 <clears throat> minutes long. And I remember, you know, we were sitting by each other. I kept saying, I was like, wow, uh, eight more minutes <laughs> till, till 11. Because normally the when SmackDown first started getting its own pay-per-view, it always ended short. Yeah, usually it's like 10.30, 10.40. And I remember, like, the match was, the match ended, I think it was like 11.05, 11.07. It you know, it, was like a Raw. The, the fact, the, the fact that, that we got, we, got, a, we, we got a, a full, we got the full three-plus hours. I mean, you, you know, that's another perk. I'll give to them. Yeah. Yeah, they gave, I mean, they gave us... Our the, money's worth it. I yeah. mean, maybe we will all won't co-sign that statement. But yeah. Yeah. Halo, you want to say something? Yeah, because it was actually the reverse way. Kali was Jinder's lackey because he was... I think he was like... I guess he, like, Jinder worked, had, like, the wealthiest family in India or something like that, and he mm-hmm. was like... His family was paying off, paying, giving his family money, and they had to work. Kylie had to work for him, so um, his family could stay safe. Or some well, some crap like that. Yeah. But the match it was so long. You just waiting some, for something to happen. That's what that's what it was. It went twenty seven minutes. It was way entirely too long. Kudos to the Singh brothers, whichever one, because they never say their names. Yeah. yeah. For taking that bump off the top of the prison. Can we call the Bollywood boys on the show? Sure. Sure. (laughs) I mean, in retrospect, again, chime back in. That's something else. I mean, when you think about Hell in the Cell matches, the first thing people are talking about are the spots where people are falling off of them or going through them. So, you know, I saw on Instagram the other day the finish. I remember when we were talking about this for the preview for Battleground. I didn't even know the finish of Undertaker Big Show. The freaking wall broke through. That's how yeah. that ended. Um, you know, Batista had the cool jump, and then you know Orton paid homage and he did the same yeah. jump. But you know, we had the cool spot where we got someone falling off of the structure, and um, I mean, there were some chair shots during that where I remember like Troy leaning over to me. He's like, "I can hear that from here." Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like you know, that's pos- more positive or why I'm saying I don't need it. Yeah, the gender took a pretty big bump from inside. When he was scaling, he fell from at least 10 or 12 feet at one point. Yeah, the Singh brothers, they actually have been a nice addition to SmackDown, I think. But they don't do it. <laughs> they don't, but they're they're very they're very like apparent all the time. They're always looming. Like mm-hmm. you always know they're there. You always know they're going to do something. Which is something. good. I see your point there. The pink shirts <laughs> are great. Um, and like you said, the huge bump. And they, they take beatings. Yeah. They're almost like the modern day Spike Dudley. <laughs> yeah, listen, I give them kudos for that because those guys take some rough shots. And I like the, like, that woke the crowd up because, like, okay, we know mm-hmm. that something's going to happen after that whole bump. And when Randy had it, when Randy was about to climb over the top, I was like, okay, we're going to get something interesting here. Yeah. And the Kali comes out, which surprises us all. I was like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. That's shocking. And that woke us that will also woke everybody up. I like the. I like them inserting him because that kind of like gives him like a, val- a valid group. It's like you have the Sing Bros who are the two weasels, you have Kali who, who becomes the muscle. He wasn't on SmackDown, but that's that's whatever, which makes no sense. But India's authority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like they like they like a legitimate group now. So I did like I did like that, and like I said, he did talk about the how great Kali was his idol, even though we don't remember what happened in 2012. Yeah. But 
I said this. I'm just glad this is over because now we can move on to Cena, which I cannot wait to talk about. Well, yeah, speaking of Cena, the flag match with Rusev, another one. This one was 21 minutes. W- what were these rules? I don't know. <laughs> there were new flag match rules, I guess. Because you could tell some people thought Rusev won when he pulled the flag off the original. I fold. thought he did. And it was like the, that's the how bell, a flag match was. Yeah, the, the bell didn't ring. Because I wasn't even sure. And then I was like, oh, they got to get it up on that platform. It wasn't Rusev wearing red, white, and blue. He was. <laughs> he he went back to was. Russia rather than Bulgaria. I, who knows? Um, I don't know. I will say again, I went nuts for Cena this whole time. Wrecked the Cena Nation hard. You would have thought I was five <laughs> during this match. I really enjoyed <laughs> marking out for Cena. I had so much fun. One, because I know there were a couple, there was like two older guys behind us that were not Cena fans. I knew it had to be getting on their nerves. And I I don't think I've ever done that at a live show. (laughs) I gave Cena a standing ovation when he left SummerSlam last year in Brooklyn. I know you did. The only two. Um, But I wasn't marking out. Like this, that it was a whole different thing. Like it, it was like me being uh, like when Hulkamania was running wild when, in 1984 all over again. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of people said this match was too long. It was boring. I enjoyed it. I thought the match was fun. Uh, I thought it was too. So being there live, and I know Troy enjoyed it. That was good. In retrospect. Um, Again, I, there was uh, the obvious spots that were way too predictable. I hated when I forget what Rusa did. I think he probably gave Cena a super kick, but he takes the move and he rolls literally up the ramp and around the platform. It's like okay, so Rusev's gonna go over there, and yeah. you know what's about to happen. Um, that I didn't like. And again, it's a nitpick, but. You know, don't you think it's a little? Uh, you know, I'm I'm shocked it didn't get more press. But the whole dropping the flags and them going all over the place, <laughs> I, you know, I, I figure that you know WWE would have caught a little more heat for that over I, anything. I won't say it never crossed my mind, but I think I ultimately was just like, well, this isn't the first flag match. This has to have happened all the time. But, but, but with, those th- rules, with those oh, rules, oh, you're right. Yeah. Usually it's just taking it down. Yeah. This is like a mixture of like the old rules and capture the flag, but you just weren't capturing. Yeah, but that actually kind of, there was the one, sh- especially from where we were sitting, you couldn't see the entire ramp because the crowd was blocking our view. And you could just see the flag. Cena was holding it. It was upright. And Cena was just crawling up the ramp, and you kind of just saw the flag making its way. <laughs> it was like a really cool image. I think you started singing the national anthem. Oh, yeah, and our flag was. Still, I, that's what ran through my head. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I liked it, though. Alo, you liked it? Yeah, the match was fun. I think that was the second best match of the night. Yeah, I think it's pretty much universally agreed upon what the match of the night was. We will get to that shortly. Uh, Corbin and Nakamura. This match I actually didn't like. I was really looking forward to it. And horrible. I'm looking forward a, to every Nakamura match, but it was just a boring I match. I haven't had a, a very disappointing for finish. Been on the main roster. I was disappointed in it. I felt like they could have done a lot better. I don't know what they were doing. Well, I don't know what the finish was. The crowd wants Corbin to go back to NXT. <laughs> that was. I will say that was a, my favorite uh, chant of the night. Was Godson of the podcast, Joey Laugh Jr. Yelling at Baron Corbin to go back to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he said, 
He, I think he told him to get a new life. <laughs> <laughs> I may be remembering that one wrong, but I, I think that was what he said. But yeah, not not a great match. Disappointing. It was one of the ones I was looking forward to most. I didn't think it delivered. Um, on SmackDown, we have John Cena confronting Jinder Mahal. <laughs> yes. And I have to say, well, before I get to this, Cena offers respect to him, which was a little odd. Like, you cheating, but the he kind of basically told him, like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Which was terrible because he normally... You know, would be degrades everyone that ever does that. Uh, my biggest complaint with this segment is there's, you know, the screen comes up before the commercial. Jinder Mahal comes out and demands an opponent for SummerSlam. He comes out there, says he wants his uh, opponent, and he wants it to, you know, someone to pick it now. And then he's like, I'm going to speak to my people in Punjabi. And after the second word he says it in his native tongue, already. he <laughs> says John Cena's name. Mm-hmm. So, Did he? I, yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if everyone would have picked up on that because you may just be not even listening when he's going to speak a language you don't understand. But yeah, it was like right off the bat he said John Cena. I was like, okay, well I know where this is going. So I work later on Tuesdays, so I typically get home as SmackDown's ending. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to even start it till like ten forty-five. You know, I'm skimming through. There was a few segments like I would fast forward if it caught my attention. I'm rewinding. I'm watching this because I'm interested. I'm hoping they're going to do something right. That, and mind you, I'm I'm pretty tired at this moment. That caught my attention. I paused it. I rewound it. I was just like, all right, they're already doing something wrong with this. Like, and I was pretty bummed. You know, my best friend already pointed out. You know, we don't even see Kali. They barely even acknowledge that. Yeah. We don't see him on Tuesday. And then I'm like, okay, you know, if they're not going to do that, at least maybe they could do something right. But then there's supposed to be a surprise on who he's talking about. I understand if you, you know, break kayfabe, talk on a podcast about who, who you want to face. He makes it known he wants a match with Cena. But to just blatantly say, you know, John Cena's coming out. I understand my, every other word isn't going to be English. Uh, that that I didn't like. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I knew it was happening as soon as he uttered. I, I kind of knew it was coming anyway. But... Yeah, he should have avoided saying the name John Cena. Yeah. Right when he uh, I mean, I anticipated him to come out, but him saying the number just, or the, I mean, saying the name killed it for mm-hmm. me. But I will say, clearly John Cena listens to the podcast because he actually called himself Super yes! Cena. <laughs> yes! I actually I stood up, up. <laughs> when he said that. I walked up so hard. It's rare that I'm watching on a Monday or Tuesday night and I will stand up out of excitement. But I did as soon as he called himself Super Cena. I was like, that is incredible. He says, a giant and a single brother, Super Cena's coming. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, that was great. I also like that Brian came out and basically told him, like, you don't just get that match. Because Cena's very big on, you don't just, you're not just giving things around here. you got to earn them. So I like that Daniel Bryan kind of kept him to his word that he has to earn it. Um, and he has to have a match against Shinsuke Nakamura. To earn that title shot at SummerSlam. Nakamura had a match with Corbin. was better than the pay-per-view match. Oh, yeah. And there was a finish. It's like, why didn't they just do that on Sunday? I, to make I SmackDown good? I well, I mean, I guess, you know, typically you expect that to happen on SmackDown. And then you get the pay-per-view match. I, I guess I got to love-hate for it. I mean, I miss Nakamura's entrance, which since he came to the main roster is 
the main reason to watch him. So I missed that at Battleground. And then next thing I know, there's low blow to matches over. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I didn't miss much. <laughs> but, but the match on SmackDown wasn't bad, so. No, it wasn't. Halo? Yeah, um, back to the whole Jinder Cena thing. The promo was a little bit, a little bit different mm-hmm. because he's moving past Randy Orton, yeah. and now he's moving towards Cena. So I appreciate that part. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on the whole whole part of him saying John Cena, but it's very important to solidify gender because he may not get another title run again. It's important for him to beat Cena at SummerSlam hmm. if they move forward because. They actually, like, whether he cuts the same promo or not, we always say, like, they're invested in him. Like, remember our backlash when he won a title? Early in the night, they, he pulled up in a limo, had this magic carpet. Yeah. They redid his whole entrance. Since he has a magic, magic carpet. I like that Cena addressed yeah, the magic carpet. Yeah, I that, too. Listen to the show. The magic carpet. So, like, he, he has the magic carpet. Anytime he cuts a promo, his entrance is, like, really good. So, they actually invest him. And, and then they bring the great Khali back just for him. So, it's like, they're investing in him. And WWE, they always play up John Cena's SummerSlam record. Yeah. He has, I don't think he has, I don't think he's won at SummerSlam since the Nexus thing. Hmm. Really? I, I don't think he's won at SummerSlam since then, because... I know 2012 he lost. Come on, he's had to have buried a bunch of guys at SummerSlam. <laughs> no, you know, he, he let Punk bury him. He never loses, though. <laughs> he let Punk bury him, I think. And in 2013, he lost that match to... Daniel Bryan? D- yeah, Daniel Bryan, he lost, then he was Brock, then it was Seth, and last year it was AJ. So I don't think he's won since the Nexus. I don't know. I was match. under the impression he's been undefeated since he got to WWE. But <laughs> since 2002? Yeah, but maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't know. Six-minute John. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but they always played it at around SummerSlam time because Cena has not been successful. Hmm. And the fact that you're investing all these guys, all this, like even bringing a great colleague back for Jinder Mahal, I think it's important to solidify that Jinder Mahal is our champion. Even if he dropped the title a month later, I think it's important that he does beat John Cena because mm-hmm. they actually put some some they actually put some things behind him. Yeah, they did. They put a lot of effort. Now, creatively, they haven't done the best job yeah. with him, but they have put effort into, like you said, putting a lot around him. Yeah, well, yeah, like, well, the cre- as far as cutting promos and content, no, but like the way he's presented, yeah. Creatively is has been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give credit where it's due, and in that aspect, they definitely have done that. Um, yeah, and like I think whoever beats him, it has to. Like I think Nakamura is the one who's going to beat him whenever that happens, because I think he'll benefit benefit from it more than John Cena would. I don't. I'm I'm so up in the air. What I think is going to happen on on Tuesday? Maybe 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 the whole. Sing Bros and Kali interfering in that match, and they just like, oh, we're gonna have a triple threat match because, like, if he loses, it's happen with Nakamura. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, no, what if Baron Corbin interferes? But then I don't think Cena will take a win if Baron Corbin interferes. Baron Corbin, if you could do a good triple threat match, maybe Baron Corbin attempts to cash in. Yeah. Some of that. So it's up, I'm up in the air with that, but I think it's, if it's just him and Cena, I think it's important that Jinder does actually take that win so Super Cena <laughs> doesn't. Overcome the odds again and let somebody else overcome the odds. Another thing is, somebody's going to overcome the odds. Whoever does it is going to be Superman. Mm-hmm. So don't just say it's just Cena. Whoever beats whoever beats Jinder is going to overcome the same odds. It's always been that way. Exactly. <laughs> it always exactly. has. Exactly. <laughs> These people. And one of my big complaints about WWE is the idea of like the shows get booked on the fly the night, like during the show. Like, this is a huge match to give us a week ahead of time. Like, 
we now know we're getting this match next week. That's that alone is first time ever. Yeah, and, and that's why I think we may not get a finish because I don't think they want to. I think they want to save that the winner for a later date. So I think we may get a non-finish of this match. I feel like there's a couple different directions where for SummerSlam they're already going with multi-man matches. So I don't think that's how this will end. Um, I think it's kind of random to throw those two. I can understand if maybe they would be like two separate one-off matches and the winner of those two, you know, because, you know, we got some time. Mm -hmm. We got a full month until SummerSlam. So I was shocked that, you know, Creative decided to say, oh, Cena, you came out. Nakamura won his match earlier, so it'll be you two. Um, My whole thing is, and agreeing with what Aaron says, obviously it, it benefits gender to beat Cena. I mean, Cena... The haters are obviously going to point out, you know, oh, he could win, and then he could get cashed in, or Corbin yeah. could have it. But as big of a deal as it was for him to win that 16th world title in tie flair, they got to make the biggest deal ever about him winning 17th. Um, Jinder Mahal, who, you know, you can like him, you can not, you can say he's a paper champion, whatever he is, the anti-American... He's not big enough for Cena to win this. SummerSlam against Jinder Mahal is not big enough. If it was against someone else, I think it would make more sense. Um, if it ends up being Cena, obviously I'd be. Obviously, we know I'm not a fan of Jinder for, mm-hmm. for the title. I'd be pulling for him to to retain. Um, if Nakamura was somehow to win on Tuesday, I would love to see in a month Nakamura win the world title. So that's where I'm kind of uh, I'm torn on the, the subject. Yeah. Well, my best friend just, mm-hmm. he kind of just co- co- kind of like confused him. So he said, I don't think they'll go go in a multi-person match because of SummerSlam. That's why they're going to do a multi-person match. Because but I feel like, I mean, they already got a bunch of them going on. It's SummerSlam. It's a four-hour show. This is it's the WrestleMania of the summer. That's how they book it. Everything is multi-person nowadays in these four-hour shows. I'm curious to see. Yeah, because like I, I don't think he's going to have a finish. I don't think he will give away, a, give away this full match. On TV. That's just too good for us. <laughs> well, it is the land of opportunity, sir. Maybe they're going to give us an opportunity to, yeah, I, I just to think, be happy. I just think, well, all businesses, and I think WWE is just going to give us the finger it is, as a finish. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence as to what I think is going to happen next week. I haven't really put a lot of thought into it yet. Yeah, and but yeah. I, I'm, I just know I'm excited to see it. And I think a lot of people have been kind of disappointed with some of Nakamura's matches since yeah. he's gotten on the main roster. He's definitely going to have a great match with Cena. Yeah, and another, another I was about to say, another thing is, a triple, I booked, the, I had a triple threat match for the World Women's title. We're not getting that now, so that opens up, open, opens up a slot for a triple threat match. So I think we may actually get that triple threat match for the WWE title. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, I wouldn't be, definitely wouldn't be shocked if they did it, because obviously they love to do that. Uh, United States Championship. Speaking of triple threats. Yeah, good match on good Sunday. Weird oh. finish with... I I saw reports that maybe AJ wasn't supposed to lose. I don't think he was. It, it was odd. Uh, and AJ, I know, was arguing in the ring the whole time the promo for the next match was on, like with the lights out. And he flipped over the ring steps as he walked out. I don't know if that made it onto TV or not. But he looked actually mad. Um, 
So yeah, it was weird. It was a weird finish, and it kind of was abrupt. And I was like, that didn't feel like the end of that match. Yeah, because um, when the ref like got into the, I don't think the ref was supposed to get hit. That's really. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. He's supposed to get hit because this is just a little detail I picked up. Because AJ had him in the calf crusher, and when the referees down, the heel always tapping. Yeah. Owens didn't tap. He countered into the into the cross face. So I was wondering. I don't think the referee's supposed to be knocked out, knocked down at the time. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think that's that's, far that, right. that's just that's just a little detail that I picked up. Being that I was watching like a five year old, I didn't pick up on that detail. <laughs> <laughs> I was just ready for the the ref to get in there. Yeah, I didn't really think of that, but yeah. it just it was odd. Yeah, even in the the roll up sequence, I was like, and he was counting so slow. I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. What was going on? Yeah, it was weird. It it was just like, huh? That that was it. It, yeah. it just didn't feel like the end. Because it, it didn't feel like it felt like they built to the end. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't supposed to happen. But at any rate, Owens comes out in his suit, <laughs> uh, flashing it. Did you have something you wanted to say about the pay per view match? Yeah, no, nothing, nothing bigger than the match. Okay. Um, I know you were happy to see your boy KO win. I was probably his loudest fan there. Definitely in our <laughs> section, I was. Yeah, you were. Um,. KO comes out with his new title, with his suit on. And my favorite moment from his part of the promo was him saying, if your heart is pure, good things will happen to you. <laughs> Loved that. Uh, AJ comes out, wants his rematch. And then we get Jericho showing up. Was that reported anywhere that he was going to be there? No. As a total surprise? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was at the movies uh, Tuesday night, so I didn't see anything. I watched it starting at like 10 o'clock. I popped for it because none of you scumbags actually texted me and ruined it. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and like, that happens. I was, was that the opening segment? Correct. Yeah. So that was the opening segment and then when I'm actually getting to the match, I'm like skimming through my phone. I'm like, wow, man, I got through all SmackDown. Nobody spoiled nothing about the, the world title. Nobody surprised Jericho. And then all of a sudden, I see that Styles wins. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, was like, I almost did a good job without seeing spoilers. But Same thing happened to me. Exact same. I didn't know Jericho was there, but I did find out that AJ ultimately won. Uh, but Jericho was awesome, as always. <laughs> His hair looked a little longer. Maybe he's growing out the, uh, the lion's mane again. I don't know. Maybe it's 2,000 all over. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jericho was great when he was about to put AJ on the list and he said, you know what happens when he cut me in line? A guy cut me in line at the grocery store last week. You know what happened to that guy? And AJ said, let me guess. You put him on the list. He said, no. I punched that guy in the face and put him in the walls of Jericho. <laughs> I died. <laughs> oh, that. man. Uh, and then he did ultimately put AJ on the list. Shane made it a triple threat main event. And I thought the match was awesome. I thought Jericho looked like uh, he he was great in this match. Yeah, it, yeah. One, it was just awesome to see him. Completely unexpected, this? a real treat, and he looked phenomenal. Not to no pun intended, but he had a great performance in that match. Obviously, AJ and Owens always do. Uh, AJ steals the pin off of the six star frog splash, <laughs> and Owens says he wants his rematch next week. So now we have two huge matches already on board for next week. Um, and Owens had a little bit of a face-off with Shane backstage. I, I thought Is the, there any the chemi- chance that that's going to be a SummerSlam match? I love it. Do you think that may be where they're going? No. So, so if there's the chance of it, the thing that makes sense or why it could work, Jer- Jericho takes the pin 
you know, Styles could move out of that. Uh, Owens could be going crazy and blame this whole thing happening because of Shane. Shane, you know, is corrupted and against him. Um, another thing that is great that um, I think we, beginning of the year, we ridiculed it. It's notorious with part-timers when a title changes. Like, Jericho never got his rematch. Um, your boy Bill, he didn't get his rematch. Uh, Brock, originally. <laughs> <laughs> Owens never got his rematch for the Universal title. The Rock so, never got his rematch from four years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, that was something I, I liked that, you know, they paid off. And, and that Cena was ruined they, The Rock's career. Yeah. So. <laughs> Send him to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> so, I mean, I could see that happening. Um, it's one of those things, uh, you know, the internet gives a lot of backlash to the hot potato with the U.S. title. I actually didn't hate it because... I didn't see the title changing Sunday. I didn't see it changing Tuesday. It yeah. didn't make me mad because it was entertaining segments. It wasn't boring. It's not like it was going to irrelevant people. It's going to two of, you know, the best, you know, if you had a handful of people that you could put from the roster that are the greatest people on the roster, there's two of your five right there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not like it, it doesn't have any meaning. Um, I, I've enjoyed what they did with it. I enjoyed the match Tuesday. I'm interested to see what they go next. I mean, is it, are we expecting AJ's open challenge next week? I don't week? know. Well, no, he has the, he has the match with KO next week. The rematch with KO. And they do have the rematch, yes. So, But he did say he wanted to do the US Open challenge, so he may do it leading up to SummerSlam. We still have a few weeks before we get there. Um, Alo, would you say that SmackDown, we're not done with SmackDown yet, but after what we just discussed, SmackDown outshined Battleground. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's just so bad. And we have two monstrous matches to look forward to next week. Moving on to the women's division, <sighs> we had the five-way with Becky, Charlotte, Lana, Tamina, and Natty for number one contendership. The shot at Naomi at SummerSlam. Did anyone else think this match felt like rushed? Yes. It was like three eliminations within 15 seconds. And you know I hate that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, no, actually four with well three within seconds, and the last one was within like a, two, what, minutes, two minutes. I think the last one happened at like maybe eight minutes and 50 seconds, and the last one was at exactly 11 minutes. So, it, it, yeah, it, it felt really rushed. And then I'm happy for Natty. Like I've I said for a while that like she deserves to be. Kind of at the top, but I felt like, well, where did this really come from? Yeah, because I took because um when we got to our seats, laugh was asked me about the better nods. I said Charlotte was the favorite, mm-hmm. but then two hours before the show, Natty overtook her. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't really look at them on Sunday. Did you? Did what did you think of this women's match? Act? I mean, I thought we were all beside ourselves that Tamina didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> she was, was she the yeah. first one eliminated. Yeah. Yeah, yes, because even though, <laughs> like, well, we were all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tamina, Tamina tapped and then Alana tapped. And yeah, back to back. Mm-hmm, yeah, the only Tamina mark in the place didn't even show for us. It's a shame. <laughs> Says she's improving it all and, 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 and don't hold her for a pass, but he holds WrestleMania match against John Cena and The Miz against The Miz all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you had to repeat that. <laughs> I don't want to call my best friend a hypocrite, but damn. Well, you yeah. already said it or something. You didn't have to say it again now. I, I, I got to let the viewers know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's been waiting waiting to say it. Um, it was as stale today as it was Sunday. <laughs> Natty wouldn't shake Naomi's hand. Um, 
Naomi was in the middle of an interview with Dasha on SmackDown. Natty interrupted. Mm-hmm. Basically painted this story as it's the past versus the present, which I think that could actually be a good story. It's, it's, honestly, it's very relevant to kind of our society now. How many articles do you see, like, you know, scrolling through the internet, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever, about, like, Millennials have ruined this. Millennials have ruined that. Millennials have ruined this. And it's like the older generation is always resentful of the younger generation. Always. The younger generation is always rebelling against the older generation. So I think this this could be a cool story that they could tell very well with Natty being the one with more history, the veteran, and Naomi, while she's been around a little while, she's kind of like the new th- the shiny new thing with her her flashy title belt and her flashy entrance. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a really good match too. Yeah, but they but they got to move away. From, well, they are moving away, but I'm so glad they're done with the the whole division. Like I was all for it. Like okay, you got all these women, use them all. But we got it so much for the last two and a half two and yeah. a half months, and it was so overdone. But they're actually moving forward with the whole Natty and Naomi thing, and Carmella's still looming around too. I love the free Ellsworth shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, so 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 good <laughs> on James Ellsworth Day. Yeah. I loved it. But I'm I'm just glad we're, Natty Natty she deserves this chance now. Does will anybody care about this match other than the other than the diehards? That I don't know. Mm. I don't know that a casual fan has much of a reason to get invested. Although if if you assume that a lot more casual fans will be watching SummerSlam, Naomi's entrance could open people's eyes a little bit because it really is different from anything else. Like, have we ever seen another entrance quite like that? No. no. I mean, like, Finn has... Obviously, there have been really cool entrances before. But this is very different. Um, It might appeal to people. So, I don't know. But I'm I'm looking forward to the match. And I'm hoping that they at least tell a worthwhile story for the next, whatever it is, four or five weeks. And I did love Carmella kind of trolling her with the briefcase, like, knock, knock, knock. On the briefcase. Although they're not allowed to call it a briefcase, I believe. Contract. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, we got Charlotte and Becky over Tamina and Lana. Charlotte and Becky win. Tamina is mad at Lana. What is this? My, in my best Alo. <laughs> well, the whole Tamina mentor thing is going well for Lana because she's doing the same thing Tamina does. <laughs> Look, so. It's working perfect. <laughs> and not doing well. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be going any better. Exactly. <laughs> She's a really good teacher. Yes. Yeah, but but really, what is it? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what it's I don't supposed know. to be. I, I honestly don't know. Will we ever find out? We'll find out eventually, but I just don't understand. Like, what 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 is this? I I don't know. I don't. Eck, what do you think about it? Arguably, your two favorite women in the company. <laughs> <laughs> what a great argument! Uh, is it's gonna bore, or they got to move things along quick to get anyone to care? Yeah. These lower card storylines, they wait too long to move things along. They they gotta. I don't want to say rush things, but they gotta they gotta get the the wheels in motion quicker for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Everyone ready to move on from the women's division? Please. Okay. Uh, tag team division. The match of the night at Battleground. The opener. The New Day claiming the SmackDown Tag Team Championships from the Usos. 
unbelievable match. Yes. Alo, I, kn- I know you commented as soon as we saw who was competing, how happy I was going to be that Woods was getting a chance to actually compete. He's so underrated in the ring. I don't yes. know if everyone realizes how good he is or not. That elbow, yeah. uh, that might have been the furthest elbow drop I've ever seen. Yeah. So we, we're crucial on other people doing moves you see all the time. I, that might have been the best elbow you've seen mm-hmm. in a long time. We had the super kick off the long distance elbow, which was an awesome spot. That was great. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, because um, I, I know when it came out, you was like, I, I don't know which one of you said, what's thinking about a TNA? <laughs> no, what do you yeah, say I, that? As soon as they came out in the red, white, and blue, I said the Consequences Creed gear. Yeah, and I, and I was a big fan of Consequences Creed yeah. when he first debuted with our, um, in a TNA with our true. But yeah, I was, I I thought it set the tone for the night. I was like, okay, we got something here. Maybe this quality won't deliver. Yeah, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but I think the New Day man should do good for the tag team division on SmackDown because since since SmackDown's a shorter show. But this match was definitely the match of the night. Yeah, it was awesome. Eck. It, it was a match of the night for sure. I, the match was great. Great, um, great. you know, false finishes, great movesets. The in-ring work was great. Um, I think everyone in there was on the edge of the seat. They, more of that match, obviously, than any, any other spot. Um, the finish was awesome. Whether you wanted New Day to win, I saw on social media a lot of backlash. Um, obviously, if a, a babyface team were to win the titles, it should have been Brizongo. Um, obviously, our whole network is well behind them. The only thing I'm a little nervous about is, obviously, we don't need to see them with the belts for another 400-plus days. I don't foresee that. So, you know, I'm not thinking it would go that long, but what I'm worried is, and again, I'm not going to complain if it's a, another hot potato syndrome, but it's like, so what are they going to do? Or who are, who's the heels going to be to to chase them down? Obviously, I think we're going to see a rematch come SummerSlam because they're, they're going to get their rematch unless we get it at SmackDown sooner and they're able to jump into another storyline. But if they jump in another storyline... You know, obviously they point out SummerSlam. If or is that going to be a multi-man tag match? I already think we're going to have a multi-man tag match for Raw. I don't think that's going to be a multi-team on Raw? tag match for no, for Raw. I'm I don't, I don't think we're getting Raw. We'll get the Raw in a minute. Um, SmackDown, I think you may. Really? I was thinking the opposite. Well, the other thing about this, did you guys see the WWE.com interview with them? New Day? Mm-hmm. No. It was so good. Really? Well, it wasn't even like what you expect from the day. They were just kind of excited to have won the titles. And Woods started to get, like, choked up. And they were like, what are you, are you crying? And he's, they were like, tell everybody why you're so emotional. And he said, you know, we've done a lot in the last few years. We've, you know, longest reigning tag team championship. But that's the first time I've ever gotten to to get the pin to win tag team championships. You could tell it meant a lot to him. And it's like, why are there so many gems hidden on WWE.com? I, t- I tell you all the time. It's just mind-boggling that they can put so much trash on the actual shows and then have gold just sitting there that a lot of people aren't getting to see. I'm telling you, like, some of Kevin Owens' greatest hits were WWE.com exclusives. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anybody else with anything on the New Day and the Usos from SmackDown or from uh, Battleground? How did you enjoy their segment on SmackDown? 
Well, before we get to that, we had the fashion police. Oh, the, mo- the, the, big, the second best thing at Battleground, but I was heartbroken. <sighs> yeah, well, for a second, and I know Eck agrees with me here because I think we had the same feeling. I think we talked about some around. There was a second that I was terrified that it was Dango because Breeze got attacked, and then you see Fandango uh, still standing. I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> Although, I thought about this afterwards. It would be funny, the idea of Fandango being a quote-unquote dirty cop. (laughs) (laughs) They could have done something funny with that, but I was glad that that wasn't it. We still get to see them together. And it has to be Harper and Rowan, right? Who else could it be? That's my guess. And then the other dirt sheet said if it wasn't Harper Rowan, it was Sanity. But Sanity, no, they're, doing, they're doing something in NXT. I don't want to spoil that. I don't want to spoil yeah. that. But it has to be Harper or Rowan. Cause, but I, would I like it? Like it? Yeah, just see Eric on um, Luke Harper on TV. But how many times are you going to put these guys back together? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the, that'll be like the third or fourth time. Yeah. It's got to be at least four. It, it, it was good, though. Yes. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I love that they had the callback to the two tickets to Paradise for uh-huh. the Eddie Money show. But I was so mad that it said to be continued. I was like, this is pulling pull some call in here. Man. Yeah, oh, man. But I, I, my Tuesday thought was, last week, I'm I, glad that it's still going. <laughs> Tuesday night last week, I popped because I was, that's something to look forward to. Like, I, like four. Like, I was like, oh, we're going to be there live. Wow. Like, I, I'm going to see a match. I was counting yeah. on a match. Well, they, all, they weren't all SmackDown, no, were they? they were I think so. Uh, the New Day got beat down by the Usos upon their entrance. That was really it for the tag teams on SmackDown. So that brings us maybe to the point of the show that alo has been waiting for. Was Sami Zayn facing off with Maria Kanellis' husband, Mike Kanellis. Uh, Alo, what was it like to see this for the first time in person for you? Well, me and Prep were the only ones cheering. Really? I was going to say, I'm shocked you didn't give the show a higher rating because we were in different sections by then, and I could hear Aaron's voice clear (laughs) as day cheering. Well, at least I stood by the person I marked out for. (laughs) I never marked out for Tamina. Okay. Was it everything you hoped it would be, Alo? Yes. (laughs) And then some? No. No. It was better. No, because the match was... Uh, it was just was what it was. To yeah, me. it was just there. Sammy won. He did win. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun to see live. I, I forgot to mention this last week when I was telling you guys how I'm not as high on it as you are. The one touch that I do love that nobody has mentioned is... When they get in the ring and they slow dance like they're at like a seventh grade <laughs> dance, but then she twirls him. Yes, I think that is incredible. That's my favorite part of the whole gimmick, is that she twirls him. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, match was fine. It was good to see Sammy get a win. It was a fun entrance theme to hear live. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, we also had. I usually don't talk about the pre-show match, but Aiden English got a win over Ty Dillinger. Aiden English, I, I think they can do something with him. They can. Because he got one of the more spirited reactions of the night from the crowd. Like They were booing the hell out of him when he was doing his, uh, his singing before the match. Um, on SmackDown, they were all involved in a tag match. Sammy and Ty Dillinger beat Aiden English and Mike Kanellis. I don't have too much to say about this because it's a pretty basic match. But... Um, too much replaying of old segments. I've seen that vase get broken over Sami Zayn's back 
maybe more times than I've seen anything else since I started watching WWE again three years ago. It is unreal how many times they've shown. It, they should be done showing that. Yes. We don't need to see it anymore. Uh, but SmackDown Live, very good show this week. Two monstrous matches to look forward to next week. John Cena against Shinsuke Nakamura for number one contendership, the WWE Championship, and a rematch between Kevin Owens and AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Very much looking forward to next week's show. Any other thoughts on SmackDown before we move on to Raw? Can't wait for next week. Yeah, agreed. Um, Universal Championship picture, the title did not make its way onto TV. No surprise. Angle opened the show. I really like that he admitted to being distracted by this whole, because it really was a big part of the show. I'm glad that he mentioned it. Uh, the three guys come down, uh, Roman, Joe, and Braun. Basically, I guess all saying they deserve to be the number one contender. Angle ultimately, oh, before I even get to what Angle said, Roman ripping the Philadelphia crowd was great. <laughs> and then him so listing his accomplishments to those two guys I thought was awesome. Like, they need to just let him be that. Instead of, like, the corny stuff. Just let him be that. Because he doesn't, that doesn't necessarily make him any more of a heel than he already is. He's just telling the truth. So I thought that was great. Angle ultimately says, you guys all made a lot of good points. So you're all going to face each other and Brock for the Universal Championship. We're getting our monster movie at SummerSlam that I've been waiting for. We get a huge brawl. The locker room is cleared. But my God, when Braun heaved that security guard over the top, <laughs> I was like, I, you, you guys know the way I react yes. when I, I was that like, was oh rough. my God. Um, and Graves said, somebody's got to call the Pentagon. I thought that was <laughs> unbelievable. Maybe my favorite line of commentary from the night. Awesome segment. Um, and then like I, I believe said, we get this as a triple threat next week. Yeah. Is it? Okay, I, I forgot that part. Oh, awesome. Um, great segment. I always love when the locker room has to come out. Yeah, I didn't mind that because it because we just saw it with him and Joe, but it's selling that these three guys are monsters. Yeah. So I didn't mind, I didn't mind that aspect of it. And Samoa Joe apparently watches the show too. <laughs> what did he do? Kurt, what is this? What is this? <laughs> So Samoa Joe got the what is this segment started early this week. Yes. Started on Monday instead of Wednesday. He was night. so mad. <laughs> he was. Eck, did you like this segment? Se- segment was enjoyable and Joe Joe's awesome on the mic. I wish they kinda and not that they don't completely I wish they kinda dwell on a little more that Joe and Angle know each other mm. or, or you yeah. know, competed against each other. Because he's you know, they can say that about him and Brock. You know, obviously, um, yeah. a few, few weeks back, we had it where Paul Heyman said, uh, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, you know, have you guys met? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a little bit of a homage there. But, uh, you know, that's something they could at least play off of where you're going to see Joe every week. We're not going to see Brock every week. There's not many people that Kurt can go off of and say, you know, oh, we have faced each other. So, mm-hmm. or like he could even go up to Reigns and say, listen, you know, I'm. I know from experience, you know, Joe, this or that, or give him a tip or a pointer. But, but you know, segment overall, pretty good. I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Fatal 4-Way. Oh, me too. I can't wait for it. 
What do we think about the triple threat next week? Do you think we get a finish or just... Oh, yeah, we'll get a finish. You think so? Mm-hmm. Does Braun come out on top again like he seems to always do? <laughs> he is the conquering hero of Monday Night Raw. Probably. I think Braun will win. Uh, that, that'd be my guess. Um, women's division, we have Sasha and Bailey for number one contendership to face Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Alexa, awesome promo yes. backstage. What did she call the something about gagging? I, I forgot to write it down. I, I forgot. What, I know it was gag something, but I don't remember exactly what she said. I love, I love when Sasha when she said that Bailey would just be at home sitting on the couch with deflated Bailey buddies. <laughs> yeah, and then Cole acts surprised when Alexa Bliss comes out to join them on commentary when there's an extra chair <laughs> sitting right there for her. Like, so stupid. Corey Graves loved it. I love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, I thought that it was an interesting promo with Bailey and Sasha. A little bit of tension, obviously, between the two. I thought the match was really good. And then I was a little confused by the result. I wasn't. No? No. You, you felt like we needed to see more of Bailey and Alexa Bliss? Well, well I'm going to go a little rant about Bailey and Sasha. It's like... They've kept these two away for so long, and it's like we get these throw these throwaway matches. Like they fought two, they fought each other twice mm-hmm. on Raw since Bailey's been up in the past year. And it both, well, the first match was really throwaway, and this match was like, okay, they're actually fighting for something, which I understand, but it's all to set up a bit, sort of set up a better, a bigger picture, because sec, second WWE, they throw out their poster, their posters, or pay per views during Raw. <laughs> and Sasha wasn't on it. Yeah. It was Bailey and Alexa as the Raw women. So I was like, okay, Bailey's winning. And then I think this is setting up the bigger picture of I think Bailey's gonna win the title at SummerSlam. And I think Sasha's finally gonna turn on her in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm kind of at the point where I'm not even bothering speculating about Sasha turning heel. I, I feel like we've been saying it almost every week for three months now. Three months? A year? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> so you guys have been predicting it since last year's WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I put out so many plans, that the way they, the they could have done it, but it hasn't happened. But so, you see how Sasha was like, remember early in the year, Sasha was like, taking jabs at Bailey, and she was like, she was so excited. She was like, I'm going to get my title back. I'm going to get my title back. And Bailey was like, chill. I won the title too, and Bailey goes out and beats Sasha. And now the internet's saying, "Oh, Sasha's shoulder was up. Don't don't play that angle. I don't, don't need to see that. I, anymore. I don't need to see it anymore. It's ridiculous. Just let Bailey go face Alexa by herself, and then Sasha's going to be a part of SummerSlam somehow. If she doesn't have a match, you're still going to see her. And I think that we finally get that heel turn out of Sasha turn on Bailey. I do think Bailey will regain the title at SummerSlam. Hmm. Ed, what are your thoughts? Were you surprised that Bailey won? I was very surprised. Did you think it was going to be a no finish and we got nah, the fatal I, four-way like I thought last week? Or did you think one person was I going to I could have seen win? them going to another triple threat. Um, I wanted to see Banks and Bliss. That's what I wanted to see for SummerSlam in a one-on-one match. I was surprised that it's going to be Bailey. I could see someone else getting added into the mix, but I don't, it doesn't make sense to be Sasha. If it goes the exact way Aaron says, that makes sense. and That would be some good booking. Um, but just like you, I mean, I've speculated on different times Sasha would be turning. She hasn't. I've heard numerous times on this show since Mania last year, after the 
triple threat when the women's title first started about times, you know, Sasha could uh, turn heel. So at this point, I'm just waiting to see it happen. <laughs> I'm not speculating. I'm not guessing. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel also. Um, Emma, after <laughs> complaining about other women getting a chance and her not approach Kurt Angle, saying, maybe I need to start dating your son to get some attention. I love that. Her. So did I. I started wishing I was Kurt's son. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got destroyed by Nia Jax. I don't know if that was a punishment, or I don't know if that's going to lead to something for her. I don't know what it could lead to. Well, I know Prep loved that line. Maybe I'll start dating Jason yeah. Jordan because he hates Zack Ryder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Prep. I Anybody's better than Zack Ryder. Yeah. Uh, women's division on Raw, any better this week than it's been? I mean, the Bailey-Sasha match was good. Yes. Eck, you think it was better this week than it's been the last few? Well, yeah, because it had a surprise factor where... I would say at the end of the day, I mean, aside from the poster, which I haven't seen, you know, I think the majority of people thought Sasha was going to win. I mean, I thought we were all at least hoping for we would get what we wanted. Because I know yeah. that's the match everyone's looking forward mm-hmm. to. I did not see the poster until today, so I had no idea. Well, I really hope that Emma makes a move on Jason Jordan. Because <laughs> that, that, gives, that gives her something. That's another storyline. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Um Tag team division, we had the club against a revival. Another gem from Michael Cole when he said, you know, we have two young teams about to go. <laughs> well, first of all, the club is a combined 70 years old. <laughs> and not one of those four guys is under 30. So ni- nobody's young out of those two tag teams. And somebody's in his ear telling him to say that. I hope, anyway. I don't know. He said that. I, I immediately was on Wikipedia trying to find... I was like, is there one guy in this thing that's young? Because I don't think there is. So I guess I tune him completely out. Because I thought somebody pointed out how they both were decorated. But I guess he's like, oh, they're well decorated, but then they're young? Uh, I don't know. But he said two young teams about to go out. I was like, you have to be kidding me. I was like, I know, at the very least, Gallows and Anderson are not young. And yeah, one is 33, one is 37. And Dash and Dawson are 30 and 33. So, not young, Michael Cole. Uh, But the Revival got the win. The Hardys got some payback. And I know you guys have speculated a little bit about where you think the Raw... You think we're going to get a one-on-one for Raw, or you think we're going to get a multi-man tag team match for Raw on SummerSlam? I think it's going to be a fatal four-way. Who do you see in it? I mean... Obviously, Sheamus and Cesaro. Exactly, and then I can see all three of these teams being in there. I don't... I don't think so. I, if anything, Anderson and Gallows could be subbed out for someone, but I'm expecting more than two teams. Hmm. They so showed, what do you think? They showed their cards in the main event where they're going. What, for the tag championships? Mm-hmm. So, and if that's the way to go, I could see them adding them to it, but I guess it is to face in a heel team. I hope, I, I have no complaint with that, with his prediction there. No. Uh, will the Hardys be broken by SummerSlam? I think they will because I think I think the Hardys will end up just facing the revival. But I don't. But like I said we, they need a reason to be broken. They can't just come out and just like, oh we're broken. Yeah. They need a reason. <laughs> they do. Um, Intercontinental Championship. We have basically the Miz Taraj feuding with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I love the line in the locker room when Dean told Seth. You know, you have three guys to worry about. I have four. I thought that was good. 
Um, I thought The Miz gave The Miz Taraj a great pep talk <laughs> prior to the match. Um, I thought it was a fun main event. It was cool to see Dean and Seth together. And I like that Dean is still not, no pun intended, buying in to Seth. Um, it is a little unfortunate the Intercontinental Championship is taking a bit of a back seat. But oh, I, I do like this. They're moving on. You could, you don't, you, they, they showed their cards already for this for, for where it's going because Michael Cole, Earl John, <laughs> was I, I can't I can't blame him completely. I, I honestly couldn't tell you anything Michael Cole said during okay. the last half hour. Well, no, I'll be honest. I forgot he's on Raw. No, <laughs> uh, that's how much you I can't miss that. But so this is what WWE did. I can't completely blame Michael Cole, but. During that main event, they showed Cesaro and Sheamus watching this yeah, match. Yeah, you're right, they did. And and Cole said, "Oh, the tag team champion scouting some tag teams. What tag? What team? None of these yeah. guys are official teams. The Mistrash. Oh, we got there, there's your triple threat. The Mistrash. The Mistrash and Raw and Rollins and um, Ambrose in that Miz, match. Miz might pull the. Uh, the uh, the new day rule. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even thinking of the 19 movie. And, and Rollins and Ambrose, they're not even free official. Free Rollins and Ambrose aren't officially a tag team, but they won that match, and they have their story. And then next week on Miss TV, they listen to the show again because we got a Miss TV with Jason Jordan. <laughs> so they're showing their cards. If they didn't show that th- segment. Well, that that shot of Cesaro and Sheamus, quote unquote, scouting the tag teams. They weren't scouting the, the three tag teams, the two tag teams. I, I did read in the dirt sheet that they're speculating, uh, putting them towards it. Yeah, I, it, I believe it part, was, it was part, either a listener question or I brought it up recently on the show. You know, wondering who from the Shield would be the first of the three to yeah. to win a, a, a um, Grand Slam. I anticipated it'd be Rollins. I love that this happens because it'll be my boy Dean. Yeah, yeah so, I know you'd be excited about that. Yeah, so they show they laid their cards out for what's going to happen because Cesaro and Sheamus they were nowhere to be found in the regular tag team scene, but they're backstage watching Aunt Rollins and Ambrose against the Mister Rollins coming teams. <laughs> <laughs> and then once again, listen to the show. We got Mister Jason Jordan on Miss TV next week. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, do you like seeing Dean and Seth? Team yeah, it together? I know. Yeah, it's fun. It gives them a whole d- new dynamic, especially because Ambr- Ambrose is still... Roll- Am- Ambrose What's is your Rollins. I love it. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> I was going to say, anyone that's got to complain about it, do you want to see either of those two face Bray Wyatt? Because if they're not in a title picture, they're facing no, Bray Wyatt. No, Ambrose needs to be with Rollins. He does. Uh, well, I like, I'm, I'm saying this is good. Oh, yeah. I, was good. I I liked it a lot. I liked the way Ambrose reacted it. to him after the match. Honestly, I'm more invested in that than like the world title picture because... The world title's not there. So that's what I care about more going on on Raw. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm looking forward to them moving forward with it. Um, let's see. Cruiserweight Championship. A little bit of a, a of a, not too much, really, to bite into here. We have Tazawa arguing with Titus. He goes out against Titus's wishes for his match. Um... Neville mocks Tazawa for being a shell of his former self. Tazawa drops him. Davari drops Tazawa and Neville. So now Ari Davari is just going to be another anti-American guy getting thrown up at the top. I really don't know. I haven't been watching 205 a lot or something. I could see him getting in the mix, but I don't. I don't think because it's another heel. I can't. I don't see him not not being the only reason. 
I think Neville they've done so good with him. It's got to be somewhat a matter him, to, to him and Neville. Him. him and Neville had a match on two of I love. I don't I don't remember the result, but the cruiserweight division is like really failing mm-hmm. drastically. It despite in ring product, it needs the entertainment value in it. It it doesn't have that. It had that with Austin Aries, but that was about the only but the only guy. Because then you had Jack Gallagher who would actually talk. Rich Swan, he was he was entertaining because he because with his dance and his entrance. But the cruiserweight division is really failing with characters. Because I love Neville and all, but it's like Neville comes down. It's like he has nobody actually to face. It's like nobody we actually care about. Like we care. Like the Tazawa thing was fun, but that's mm-hmm. good for that's only good for so long. And I guess it's going on two hundred five live. I haven't got to see enough of it, but I guess. Cedric's now teaming with Rich Juan. Hmm. I guess they got a little bit of a tag theme going on. But they, coming with SummerSlam, I mean, they should be pushing they, Cedric against Neville. Because that's the only one really people are going to get yeah. behind. Unless you bring someone like Grand Metalik, who you haven't seen <laughs> since the division began. I uh, I kind of think I should make it a point to watch 205 Live over the weekend. Because I, I have no idea what's been going on there since I guest hosted Falls Count Anywhere. I think I watched the one week after that and I haven't seen it since. So I don't really know what they're doing on 205 Live. I feel like I should at least check it out and see. Because I I feel like they have to be doing something more with characters on the actual show. Yeah, but you have to bring that to Raw and that's the problem. Because we see Neville, it's like, okay, we're happy to see Neville, but... As I've said, the, the Cruiserweight champion has to have some type of personality because you have to carry the show. Yeah. It's like you're the face of the Cruiserweight division. And anytime somebody comes around, it's like, okay, Neville's going to beat him. Neville's going to beat him. The only guy who can actually bought by Neville is Austin Aries because he was awesome and he could do everything. Yeah. Like the, the, the Tazawa thing with the Tazman, that can only take you so far. Uh, Finn Balor and Elias Samson in an ODQ match, their third week in a row. Eck, what did you think of this match? Uh, I hated the result. Uh, I mean, it's predictable. You obviously knew what was going to happen. You knew it's an ODQ. Okay, so that's going to answer him getting hit with a guitar. Mm-hmm. At the ex- very same time, Bray Wyatt did his normal show up out of nowhere promo after the match. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. So he can get his revenge, but it's not going to matter because Bray Wyatt's going to show up. What happened? That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, no knock to Elias, but a nobody has multiple victories over Balor right now. Yeah, Alo. This match was un- this match was underwhelming, and I didn't care. And the main reason why is because WWE they played their cards on the table a week before by showing Bray Wyatt. So you know you're waiting for Bray Wyatt to come out and Elias is gonna win the match. So I just didn't care. That's what the whole match was like. Like, okay, I'm waiting for Bray Wyatt to come. All about the cards. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very. He must have been hitting the casinos. (laughs) (laughs) He's going. He's going with the white future BM. Uh, Yeah, they telegraphed it. Like you saw this obviously from a mile away. Yeah, it's like you're just waiting for Bray Wyatt the whole night. It's like, okay, where's he coming? When's he coming? I do like Finn's aggressiveness with Elias. Um, I do think a couple things that are odd. One. That WWE shies so much away from violence. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago where they don't like to show blood or things like that, but as soon as somebody gets busted open, they can't wait to post a video of the guy getting stitched up. They just won't stop showing that guitar shot. 
Like, it obviously it was not intended to bust the guy's head open. It did, and they just keep showing it. The other thing is, Cole ends the match by saying, the legend of Elias grows. <laughs> really? Like, he didn't even really win. Like, Bray Wyatt gets involved. He gets a cheap win. That's not really growing his legend. I'm sorry. Elias just beat the first ever Universal <laughs> Champion. So, I don't know. He's kind of... But the babyface announcer should not be saying that the heel's legend is growing when he cheats to win. And then Corey Graves is the one that has to say, well, I wouldn't say that. Like, he didn't win clean. Finn Balor was about to beat him. It's like, ah, the roles were reversed there. It was a weird, weird moment to me. Um, Then also, last thing from Raw that I have, Jason Jordan debuts. Match was pretty much what I expected from Jordan. Um, I feel bad because he didn't really get much of a crowd reaction at all. And they have to have him do something on the microphone other than like the overly like smiley and sentimental tone that he had like oh imagine you're you find out your dad is your hero and that's not going to work if they have him doing that I didn't mind it the first week yeah because it was uncomfortable this week because he's not an actor mm-hmm. you can, angle his acting has been phenomenal but he's Kurt angle he's been doing this for so long and he's just naturally gifted and entertaining. Jason Jordan is not a trained actor. They shouldn't be sending him out there to act as far as this storyline is concerned. They could do some comedy stuff together, I'm sure, or some stuff where they're interacting together, but the kind of sappy... Don't do that. I really hope they did listen to last week because if they could bite (laughs) off of what Aaron said... What, throw around the old pigskin? (laughs) That and... Have you ever kissed a girl? Like, like, that's... that's And then maybe you could get it set up with Bailey because Bailey hasn't kissed a boy. (laughs) I would love it. That Emma thing really did happen. I I I think that would be fun. But I did like the way they presented it because Mm -hmm. they showed the, um, the network thing from last week and even, like, they threw in, like, his high school clips and stuff yeah. like that. So I thought it was like presented well, even though it was like small details like that. But they did present it well. I didn't mind him d- cutting a promo that way because it's like he's still kind of like built up with emotion. Now, see, next week on Miss TV, that's like it's like okay, you gotta get this rolling a little bit. Yeah, Cause, cause, uh, yeah I don't want to see that again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he'll see that again. I think the Miz is gonna ask the hard, the tough questions. <laughs> but some hard hitting journalism. Austin, it. God, I miss him so much, but yeah, me too. Perfect twenty, my ass. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll get that. We'll get the ball rolling with this whole Miss Jason Jordan thing because I did say that last week, and I think him going for a title right for the IC title right away makes awesome. it feel important. And I think the match will be really good too. Was it only me that felt like he got no crowd reaction when he came uh, out? Yeah. I feel like we don't get much crowd reactions. As we well, American should. Alpha never got crowd reaction because you didn't have any chance to you reason to care. They, yeah. they would they, they would have champ, but you never saw them. That's true. Anybody have anything to say about Enzo and Cass in the Big Show? Zero. Zero. Yeah, I'm with you. Anything else from Raw? They need to get Enzo on 205. <laughs> Stop playing. They need to. They know that's where he's going. Huh? I, I guess. I mean, they're not doing too much. He needs to stop cleaning his damn pool in LA and just start <laughs> focusing on a purple leather. <laughs> Uh, Alo, any more thoughts on Raw? Nope. Any listener questions? Yes. What do you have? We do have a question from co-host of FCA. Okay. Russ D. All right. Very frustrated, by the way. All Russ right. D. What the hell are you doing with Emma? Can he honestly <laughs> not find anything for her? 
Well, I this may be the way for them to find a place for her on the show. I think that they, as much as we all complain about how long three hours is, they do not do a good job of managing their time, so they just don't have enough time for everyone. Obviously, they're featuring Bliss, Bailey, and Sasha. They haven't had time for the other women. So I think if they do kind of push this Jason Jordan thing for her, if it gets some crowd interest or it gets some social media reaction, which we all know will, they will find a place for her on the show. So I really think that's that's going to be what they do for her. And Nia Jax, I forgot, also gets featured. Eck? You know, the, the idea of her obviously doing the whole thing with uh, Jason Jordan and Kurt, I think that'll be great. I think she could also even be more villain-like and threaten to cost him a match or you know, cost him some issue with Kurt unless Kurt gives her a, a woman's title match down the line. But they definitely do need to find something to do with her. Mm-hmm. Especially with her rants on social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of difficult because cause it depends what you do. If you want her to wrestle, that's one thing. But at the same time, it's not that hard it's not that hard to actually like give her like segments. Like when she first came back for for a little bit before she got hurt again. They had those little things with Dana Brooke. And didn't they show Dana in a cutscene when she fought Nia Jax this week or no? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Well, it's just like, like those little little things like that. I don't that. know if they would have had time. <laughs> <laughs> that was over so fast. They only got three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> but it's just little things like that. Like, she doesn't have to have a match every week. Just, like, throw those little two-minute clips. Yeah. Backstage segments actually build to something. That like that stuff matters. Or let you know she's still employed. <laughs> yeah. And not and shit and so, and so she doesn't have to do it on Twitter. Yeah. Um anything else? Got one from the big cat. Okay. The mechanic. The mechanic, Sean Walker. Uh Sean says, what do you guys think of a women's tag team division for the for the women? He says, <laughs> I'm thinking two years or so down the line when hell freezes over and the WWE gets their stuff together. Um, Story-wise, I recently saw a post that Becky says uh, she would like to be in more stipulation matches. Uh, She's been in a table match and cage match. She wants to be in a TLC match, and she would also want to be involved in a tag division. Uh, He said he's 100% down and would like to see it through. Thoughts? They obviously don't have enough women on either show yet to do that. Um... My guess is they're probably going to sign a bunch of women that are in this May Young Classic. Which I believe is the May Young Classic is double the size of the Cruiserweight Classic. Is it? No. Is it, I no, assumed it was same? 32. It's 32. Oh, the Cruiserweight. Was it? I didn't know. Cruiserweight yeah, 32. 32. I think they're going to sign a bunch of these women. I think they're going to. Obviously, there's always going to be new call ups from NXT. I don't think it's like right on the horizon, but I. I think in a couple years, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we saw a women's tag division. And obviously, I think it'd be great if they did that because a lot of people talk about, Simon Grimm talked about this during the interview last week, about how tag team wrestling is so formulaic. Like he said, when I was six years old, I knew what they were, what was going to happen in a tag match. If you put women in there, it may have the same formula, but at least it's a different presentation. It's new tag teams we've never seen before. So I think it would be great for them to do it. And obviously that's kind of like maybe the next step for the women is to 
have a tag team division. Some people have floated the idea of an, a mid-card title. I'd rather see them have a tag team division first. I don't know. Alo, your thoughts? No more belts. You can't, book, you can't book the ones you have properly. No more divisions. You can't book your main women's division properly. Now, I do think that the, at the next few pay-per-views, like I know Raw has the TLC pay-per-view this year, so I, I expect the Raw women to have a women's TLC match, mm-hmm. and I do expect them to have a women's Royal Rumble match Cause since they've been doing everything for the first in the past yeah. year, year or so. So I do think those things will happen, but no more divisions, no more belts. You can't book the ones you got right. And you only got three hours on Monday to fill. Yeah. Well, three hours and 15 minutes to fill. That's that's not enough time to have a, a women's tag team division. Yeah. So I, I would say if they're going to do it, it's one of those things. It's not like, you know, after the brand extension, you know, okay, Raw's got the tag titles, SmackDown gets tag titles. Women's got the women's title or, or is on Raw, so we'll put one on SmackDown. They obviously can't have one on both show. Obviously, it's kind of like the cruiserweight division. It's the longer show. It makes sense to put it on Raw, and it's one of those things. I think it's going to have to be sometime after um, after the Mae Young Classic's over. Obviously, a lot of these girls are established. They may not all have to go right through NXT, or at least if they do, they could get the Kevin Owens treatment and be in and out, come right to the main roster. Um you know, I don't think they need to flood it with belts, but it's it's one of those things. Women have there's three belts through the whole company. There's your own NXT, your own SmackDown, or your own Raw. Um, so it is something fresh. To my knowledge, WWE, WWF never had it. I know there's been women's tag tag belts in the Indies. Um, so that's something I'm interested in. Um, I could see that happening for um, a TLC match, a Royal Rumble. I don't. I can't really see them happening or getting yet. Maybe in yeah. a couple years, it's something. Rollster's not big enough yet. Yeah, I mean, of course they could close. shortchange it and do like twenty or something, but I think they—that's something we gotta wait a year or so for. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, coming up anytime soon, but it is something I do think will happen. Uh, any more questions? I have one from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Laugh. Is he asking where we're sitting at Royal Rumble? <laughs> Not this time. Uh, he says, "I want to know where he's sitting now." <laughs> he says, "While the card sucked, I did have a wonderful time at Battleground." Uh, the tag match was awesome. I've been busy, so I did not watch much of Raw or SmackDown. I read about it. On his podcast, Taz voiced his concerns with the Philadelphia crowd. He stated that Philly has always been a heel town or a heel crowd. He was disappointed in our, in our lack of enthusiasm. One of his points was that the table spot in the flag match did not spark an ECW chant. The fans sent him a response via Twitter that it was not the fans. It was due to a poor card. Taz disagreed because he felt that it was a shot at the workers. Another listener pointed out that a lot of kids were there because it took place during summer break. My question to you, please. When a PPV is bad, who should we blame? We had a lot of excitement going in. I continue to argue that it comes down to the booking and the fact that I am no longer their target audience. The creative department is at fault here. Dear Vince, please fire creative and give the book to Heyman, your old friend, the godfather, Joe Lambert. <laughs> so, who wants to take that one first? Who do we blame when a pay-per-view is bad? I'll have, it goes hand-in-hand hand between creative and, and the work. Because if everything, for example, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, we were all excited for that match. The, the ending especially didn't go the way, didn't go anywhere we expected, whether it was a botch or not. We that wasn't an ending we wanted. Like the John Cena table spot, 
with the with the with the um the attitude adjustment. We waited. That was like the only thing that happened for the longest time. Mm-hmm. The gender spot at the top of the prison. That was the only thing that happened for that whole time for that, for 27 minutes. It was like it took 20 minutes to lead to that. We were just like patientless, like waiting for something to happen. It's like give us something to react to. Like there was nothing for us to react to, and, and, and that goes hand in hand. Maybe 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 we're not feeding into the workers, but at the same time. The creative and the and the producers, they're the ones who came together with the match. So it goes it goes hand in hand, but does a crowd make a show? Yes. And I stated in my review, that crowd was dead, and I told you the only reason it felt like the only reason people were there is because hey, they chopped they chopped ticket prices fifty bucks. I got the I can get the seat for thirty bucks. You wanna go, son? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my point of view on it, well first and foremost, um, Taz. No one's ever going to chant ECW to a table spot that involves John Cena and him not going through it. That's not going to happen in Philly. Um, we, this city can... Yeah, he did say we're a heel town. Listen, we're a heel town. We can grow to love him, but that's not happening. <laughs> not now, not ever. Um, I, I pointed out... I, I didn't expect the stadium arena to be filled by the time um, the pre-show was done. But that thing was pretty empty. Uh, I think we got a couple minutes into the tag match, and I still noticed five to ten ringside seats still empty. Yeah. Maybe more. Um, That was a letdown. Uh, For Philly, I mean, I guess Rumble 15 was the last pay-per-view I went to in Philly. I think all the other ones we went to would have been outside. Mm -hmm. Um, For the Rumble, we were loud. Obviously, we weren't. With our children, then you know we went there as a group of guys, and you know we were a little more rowdy. I feel like people I came in, you know, contact with there, they were either there with their kids or they were diehard wrestling fans. Um, you know, we saw C Kane before the show. He was a little, you know, he wasn't there with a child, but he was a little less rowdy than vintage C Kane. Yeah, Mr. Sexy would have, you know, normally <laughs> been uh, tuned up a little more. Yeah. Obviously, myself, going with my son, I wasn't myself there, but I didn't see a lot of rowdiness. I bumped into a couple people where they casually, if they were talking about, you know, a replica belt I was with or my, uh, you know, that I had with me or my son made a comment or their shirt, mm-hmm. you could tell they were diehard. They were like, I spent... Troy is a mark for t-shirts, by the way. <laughs> I never noticed it before Sunday. So <laughs> Troy talked to this one guy, and the guy said he paid less for his WrestleMania ticket this year then he paid for he, he paid exactly what we paid bought tickets around the same time wow so I mean that's you know kind of the disconnect where I guess if you're a diehard fan like us and you're in the area you went because WWE's here and it's a pay-per-view and then there was more of the casual fans or the people that wouldn't go to as many events say okay cool I could have just bought this ticket for 80 and now it's 30, 40, 45 bucks why not go um, the, the crowd was dead. It did bum me out. There, you know, there were spots where, you know, Troy would be popping for stuff, and I was like, maybe he would be popping even louder if everyone around him was, and yeah. not just the people he knows. Not just me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was definitely a concern. I mean, it, it, does it? I mean, I guess to counter question it, does that make anyone concerned for the four day weekend come January? No, but do you think it's more creative at fault for a show falling flat or more the yeah, workers? Cr- creative, definitely. I mean, 
I, it's got to go to creative. I'll, I'll say this, um, and I'll call you out on it. I, um, when we went to the Rumble, the, the championship picture was huge. And I'm not saying because, you know, Brock was over then. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are on this, you know, on this network and are against him now, we were for him. Um, this was Seth's best performance up to that time. Um, Cena had a great performance. That was uh, a lot of us will argue that that was one of the greatest triple threat matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, there are a few people that are want to get behind Jinder Mahal, but people don't care about him that much. Um, a lot of us, you know, whether whatever you think about Orin, we got a, a better performance out of him than I expected. I expected, again, that match went double the time I expected. So I went in there not caring about the main event. And mm-hmm. I'm going to assume a majority majority um, people there, they didn't care about that mm-hmm. main event either. So it's one of those things where if you're not invested in there, where SmackDown, they're making people care more about the Sma- the United States Championship, which came along midway through the show. Yeah. And there's nothing to worry about about the Royal Rumble weekend because people want to go to the Royal Rumble. Nobody wanted to go to Battleground. <laughs> and with NXT TakeOver coming to Philly, that crowd's going to be nuts. Royal Rumble, same way. Now, Raw and SmackDown, that's when you get like, okay, maybe, maybe that'll die down. But those two shows... People want to go to those. You don't have to worry about it. It's interesting because I also read and I heard people say that the go-home show for Mania, which was in Philly, mm-hmm. and maybe it was two two rolls before. Two rolls two before. before. Two rolls. They said, you know, obviously that one sold out. It was a Monday night roll. It sold out. And people... No, wait a minute. This year, I think it was the go-home, right? And two years ago, it was two before. Yeah, it was the go-home. Yes, you're right. So, you know, granted, go-home before Mania is a little bit of a big deal, but... You're telling me a Monday Night Raw, obviously it was much louder than a pay-per-view. That's something that you know should always concern WWE. And again, I'll, I'll point it out, you know, we got to it about Roman. I, I love that he called Philly out. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he did it on Twitter shortly after the show was yeah, over. Yeah, like it was loud when I was there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm always going to blame creative. Unless it's got to do with Goldberg or Randy Orton, I'm always going to blame creative. I will never blame the workers. Well, I mean, you could blame Orton in this scenario. Yeah, but I won't because he was not put in the uh, best situation to succeed. He tried. I he did. That. I, he tried. I give, I give him that. Like, they both laid it all out there in that match. It, it, they did everything they could. No, I don't, I don't blame either one of them for that. So I haven't watched it back and, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have, so we don't really know what commentary did for the show. Yeah, when I go to a show, I never watch it back before we do the show. I want what happened at the show to be what I talk about here. So I've actually been wanting to go back and just watch the main event because I thought he did a, a phenomenal job just selling that choke from Kali. Like, oh, yeah. Either way, you know, I, um, I'm, of course, I think we're all going to be looking forward to the Rumble. Um, Battleground. As great of a time we all had, I you know Taz did point out a good thing, and that is something that should be concerning, and everyone in the Philadelphia area should be disappointed in the least. I do. The, the Philadelphia fans are ones to always put themselves on a pedestal. Like Eagles fans may have been, you know, early to the party of putting themselves over, like NXT fans do, and whatever. They loved. Oh, we're the toughest fans in sports. Whatever. Yeah, the Philadelphia crowd did not show up on Sunday. I think you guys mentioned the Rumble should it be a concern. I think the Royal Rumble being here is part of why 
the crowd wasn't that invested in this because like we have the rumble here we have a four day week coming up and we have this too so this is like pales in comparison to that everybody's waiting for that looking forward to that like I said people were complaining about the show and then waited in line for probably an hour to buy tickets so I wouldn't be concerned about the rumble. I mean, we we saw Richie. He was, he said he didn't even watch the end, or he wasn't. He left yeah. his seat to go get in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would not worry about the rumble. People will be excited. I'm assuming that's all the questions we have. Yeah. Uh, so I will take this moment. Uh, Unsanctioned is back with a vengeance. We took what about two or three months off. We've had three episodes in the last three weeks, I think, with Richie Smiley, Ryan Ravel, and Velvet Thunder of Singapore Pro Wrestling. With unsanctioned, getting back into the game, LeBron James, <laughs> still a seat open for you. It's always going to be open for you if you decide you want to get away from the hassle of the Kyrie Irving <laughs> trade or Dan Gilbert ruining your franchise or whether you're going to leave Cleveland and go to L.A. or come to Philadelphia, maybe before you trust the process, you should trust the madness and sit down for an unsanctioned with me. Um, Embrace it. Yes. <laughs> so, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Keep your eyes peeled for a new episode of The Perfect Edge. Listen to those unsanctions I mentioned. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Five-star reviews. And happy birthday, Troy. For Ep2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop the top rope, the elbow. Got them now, put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.